Welcome to the Naked Economy. I am Ernie. And I'm Shane. Shane, I love this journey of, over time, trying to define what we mean by the naked economy and refining the criteria for us to give entrepreneurs and business that stamp of approval that says they're part of the naked economy. Yeah, it's almost like the businesses are informing what the definition of the naked economy is. The more these guys that we find and the more these stories that we tell, the better idea of what actually we are talking about sort of comes out. Now, to add to the complexity of this thing or making it interesting, the last thing I think we should do is to make it easy for ourselves. So, So for today's episode, I've set myself quite a challenge. And it's a challenge because I believe the entrepreneur and the business that we're featuring meets the criteria. But describing exactly what her business does is not super straightforward. And so I think you're really going to enjoy it. But I think you're going to have to focus for the next 10 or 15 minutes. I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) And let's see whether I can actually find a way after all the time that I've spent with this lady whether I can do her justice in describing what her business does. So to start off with, I want to introduce you to an amazingly passionate lady called Nandi Dlepu, and her business is called Mama Kashaka. Mama Kashaka is an agency that I run, and we're really, really passionate about bringing people together, uh, which is why we've created our own brands that do exactly that. We have a party brand, we throw workshops, we throw conferences, we throw festivals. Basically, we like to bring people together for the purposes of inspiring, having a good time, and empowering one another. Okay, sounds a bit vague. I'm going to take a shot now at explaining it. But before I do, I want to share how she really inspired me when she told the story of during her previous career, she was doing something that she was good at. But on the side, she was also doing event coordination. And one of the projects that she was working on was coming to an end, but it actually inspired her to start working full-time on what is today Mama Kashaka. The more joy that I got from my passion projects, the harder it really was for me to remain happy within my nine-to-five. And after the close of the weekend social, because that ended after four years, I was briefed to create an event, which people now know as Feel Good Series. And it just got to a point where it started getting profitable. And I was like, oh, wow, if I can spend just, you know, 20, 30% of my time creating this and it's bearing fruit and it's different types of fruit, like just seeing the gap that it had filled, to seeing how people were responding to it. And not just like the people there to watch and experience and to dance, but just like the impact it was having on our live performance um, artists. I mean, for me, you know, when an artist like Muzi expresses how grateful he is that this platform exists, it's a moment for pause and for some serious contemplation as to what have we created here? Like truly, 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 what have we created here? And once you start the question of what have we created here, you can't help but start entertaining the follow-up question, which is what could we create? And and I suppose 
all these things just kind of hit me all at once. And in a very long journey, I started preparing myself for my resignation and starting this company, getting my finances in order. But what I found with my passion projects was that they fulfilled me and my values and the things that I really I hold dearest, which is I really want to be a person or an organization that truly empowers the people that we interact with. And and that's an incredibly important value of mine. And so my passion projects were able to fulfill that and at the same time had started making money, which actually meant that they could become more than passion projects. So that's her backstory. Now let me take a stab at explaining what her business does. It's an events company. But what she's done is taken two elements of what traditional, normal, boring events companies do. And she's actually combined those two elements in a new way and then added a little bit of extra flavor to make it unique. The one element is an events company that organizes your corporate's year-end function or boring conference on how to invest in property in the Cayman Islands or some random topic, that events company doesn't care about the content of that event at all. They're just there for the logistics. They organize the food. They make sure that the room is clean. They make sure that the sound works. They sell the tickets. They sort of just sort out the practical things. They don't care about the content at all. At the other extreme of event organizing, when you think of a big international band coming to South Africa, There's an event company that thinks only about the content. They only care about who is that big name that will attract the audiences. They don't get involved in the actual organizing of the thing or practically what the lighting will look like or whatever. They just care about really making sure that the content is something that people will value and that it will get feet through the door. So what she's done is to say – She doesn't believe those two things should be separate. She wants to run a business that actually organizes events and practically makes them happen. But on the same time, at the other end of the spectrum, she wants to be the owner of what those events actually are, like what you actually experience when you're there. And so what she's done is come up with a a set of experiences, a set of different series of events where she both does the logistics, but she also owns the content, the creative idea of what those events are about. And here's the exciting part, the little extra flavor that she brings to this. Those events are not just for people to come and have a good time. She has a bigger vision of what she wants to achieve with those events. And so specifically, she's become famous for two brands or two series of events. The one is called the Weekend Series. So those are music events where at the moment they're just in Josie, but it's all about profiling emerging South African musicians and DJs. So especially in genres where she and her community have discovered people that are not yet famous or not yet had the exposure or the opportunity to get a large record deal or whatever, but has talent to produce music that the community could actually enjoy. The very essence of the Feel Good Series events are, yes, people come to it to enjoy a musical experience, but the main goal 
is to promote and to create a platform for emerging musicians to be featured so that they could then go on and sort of use that as a springboard. And the second series that she hosts, which is a completely separate brand, is called Bloom. So what she does there is she feels extremely passionate about female entrepreneurship. And so she creates a platform for female entrepreneurs to get together, to inspire each other, to share stories of success, to share lessons, to work together and to discover ways of working together so that ultimately more of them could be, could be successful. And so both these events are in their own right something that people enjoy, but what she's really proud of is why these events exist. When it comes to the curation of Feel Good series, it was really important to me to create a musical platform that truly supported and like that truly supported emerging artists, be they DJ or actual live performance acts. I think just like with any industry, be it like in TV or film or whatever, we get to a point where we really just kind of start booking the same people. And I understand that from a commercial point of view, but I think what we really wanted to become was a platform, like a legitimate platform for the new faces of music. And we really try hard to fulfill this promise. And I'm really proud of the people that we've helped empower and I think that's also another really special thing about the event or the result of the curation of the event is that we've managed to create an ecosystem where the person coming to Feel Good Series is truly playing their part in empowering and shifting the needle within music culture I think on the surface, it may feel to you like, oh, I'm just coming to this party. But what you've actually done is that by spending your money at a feel good, you've allowed us to create this platform. You've allowed us to help contribute to the ever growing landscape of music within the city and within this country. So when people come and, you know, pay at the door and enjoy these performances. It's so personal and it's incredibly rewarding. And I think it's it's also a definite nod at our curation. Now, before I play the rest of her explanation of the importance of that curation, I also just want to curate a little bit in that this is the naked economy, so it's uncensored and unfiltered. Be a little bit careful when you Google the name of this other organization that she (laughs) partnered with. So I think as a woman and I suppose as a female event promoter, making sure that we have uh, balanced lineups has been something that has become consciously a priority. Last year, so this is our during our 2018 calendar, we, we organically featured a lot of DJs from Pussy Party. And coming into this year, we decided to make that relationship official because it was really important for me for us to make that statement so that we can inspire our counterparts by saying, you know what, we're cognizant of our lineup, but we also want to uh, remain a platform that supports, you know, the other. So that's emerging or female um, artists and DJs because they really do tend to get neglected. And I think you have to consciously make the effort to find, empower, and nurture female creative talent. So to get a bit more of a feel for these events, I asked her why people come to it and what's it like to come to one of her Feel Good Series events. I think the thing that makes our specific events special is that they really are built in community. You can expect to see a lot of people hugging each other 
because we really do have a lot of return consumers and, and and so the relationship goes beyond you know consumers so they become like our friends so you, you can expect to see a lot of hugging high-fiving chatting about and people are able to go to the event by themselves and meet other like-minded and open-minded individuals i think that's what i really really like about all our events that's from feel goods to everything that we do under the bloom umbrella is that they really are safe and inclusive spaces so i then asked her how these events get promoted and sort of how the community interacts and you'll hear that just now but what i also want you to listen out for is her reference to videos and the material that they produce at these events because this is actually something that you and I have debated quite a bit as to how do you take a physical event and make it something that actually has appeal afterwards for people that weren't able to be there. I think that just about at every pivotal point of the journey of the production of Phil series, technology plays an incredibly important part. You know, so the event pretty much is marketed on Instagram. And I think just from coming into the event, you know, just like your interaction, I mean, you're buying your tickets using the Yoko machine. It's a music um, event. So, you know, you have your sound guys, you have the lights, you have the equipment that's needed to to create this experience. And I, But I think uh, moreover for us now, when it comes to technology, particularly the content platforms that exist, we've spent a lot of time thinking about what our content strategy is and, you know, the relevance of certain like promo collateral, like event promos and so on. We're constantly thinking about should we create one? I mean, we've been in, we've we've been we've been live now for two years, and I think we just shot our first event promo, which is you know your typical event summary. But you know, my feelings towards event summaries, even at that, is that they're more to they're more for our sponsorship decks. They're more to convey the idea of what Feel Good Series is. And I think when it comes to how we'd like to use content to market the platform, we've had to have a long and hard think about what kind of content you want to create. We don't really want to create content that that's targeted and making you feel like you've missed out. Though, you know, that's certainly an objective, but we understand that maybe sometimes you can't make it to the event or maybe you're just not that kind of person, but you want to see this particular live performance act. So our thinking is more on creating content to complement or to supplement. I think that we started looking at our target audience, not just being in real life, but obviously for the person in Cape Town who's interested in seeing Muzi, how, what kind of content can we create for, for them? Is it worth talking about that specific question and the fact that this is the Naked Economy podcast, but something else that you and I actually worked on is the Naked Thoughts yes, events? Yeah. We've also got our experience in the events business. I mean, like that was a big challenge for us is it's one thing to curate a once-off experience, but how does that experience live on online? And this is something that we tried to do. And I think we did it with some success. But it's interesting that she's talking about, you know, the, the content piece as almost, it's almost like part of the event, you know? Yeah. And what I like about the way she describes it is that, the goal of the content piece 
the video that gets sent out afterwards is not to just create FOMO. It's not just to create a fake sense of this thing was amazing and if you were not there, then you should feel silly because you missed out and you better come to the next one. It's about a sincere effort to also show the content to people that couldn't make it or people that just aren't in the situation to be there. And so it's saying that they believe in what happens at the event so much that they would want it to be available afterwards for people that couldn't be there. I mean, I think the content works really well as like a marketing exercise, which is great because they're curating this experience for people and the event, they're putting so much effort into the event that they almost like there's this duality at play, which is make the content so nice to attract people to come and experience the event. But the content also has to be nice enough that if you can never come to an event, the content's got to be interesting enough. So the obvious thing is, apart from supporting Feel Good Series and, and Bloom, let's use this as a little plug to tell people they should go watch your video on Naked Thoughts. Yes. Uh, yeah. Just a <laughs> quick little ad break. Uh, please Google Naked Thoughts. That's our storytelling series. And we've had some great stories. One by myself, Tumi Murake, uh, Mojak Lahoko, Francois Van Koch. And this is all available on YouTube right now. So go check it out. Thank you. <laughs> Just a quick shout out for this episode being made possible by Naked Insurance. As with all the entrepreneurs featured on this show, Naked Insurance has found a better way to do car insurance. Transparent, no BS, no tricks or hidden fees, just easy to use, and of course, made with love. But just as importantly, the technology it's built on allows you to do everything instantly. No need to ever speak to a call center. You can get a final car insurance price in 90 seconds. And if you like it, pay and start cover. We will even call your old insurer to cancel on your behalf. And on the days that you're not driving, you press one button on the app to pause the accident portion of your premium and you get up to 50% back. And because Naked is a legit business, I have to add the official stuff. Naked is an independent, authorized FSP, but for extra protection and to make sure we can pay the $5 million when you drive into a Ferrari, we are guaranteed or underwritten by Hollowed Insurance, which of course is also an authorized FSP and registered insurer. It really is super easy and quick to get a new generation of ethical, full comprehensive car insurance. I'm super proud of it, so go give it a try. Okay, back to the story. So, let's take a step back. Shane, give me an honest assessment of whether my elementary understanding of the events organizing industry gave you a sense of what this business is about. So, I really like it, you know, and, and like, obviously, I've got a lot of history of working with, like, events promoters, so I've seen it all, and there's definitely a trend, like, with the economy kind of being the way it is, people seem to be going out less, so the kind of events that we're seeing in, like, the live music space right now are very straightforward, they are, like, they've got to be, like, marketing no-brainers, you know, so... It's very seldom that you'll get an opportunity to see a band that has like 50 followers on Facebook because unless they're putting on a gig at a bar or something like that. Because events, people are really after the big names, the ticket sellers. And um, so it's really interesting to hear that they sort of managed to find this space to create this culture around 
people, it sounds like people almost just trust the event. It's not about the lineup, really. It's not about, they go, this is a quality event. We know that the people in charge are going to put on something really interesting. So it's not about, you know, appealing to the masses. It's about putting on a quality event and trusting that, you know, the reputation will get the right people to come and enjoy it. That's exactly it. And what I love about the way she runs this business is that she is sincere in achieving the goal of empowering, with the one series, empowering the next generation of musicians in South Africa, and especially a diverse set thereof. And with the other series, she's sincere about empowering female entrepreneurs because those are two things that she's really passionate about. And so these events for her would not be a success if people just come to her events and have a good time. She feels strongly about achieving these other two goals. And so I think a good way to summarize that is when I asked her, so tell me about the future. Tell me what the next two or three years holds. I think across all our brands, we have very similar goals. And it is that we've created empowering and inspiring platforms. And for me, in the next two to three years, I would love for us to have created enough content, made enough right decisions that when somebody is asked what they think or feel about Feel Good Series, they should be able to respond along the lines of, I have a really great time there. I especially enjoy how it empowers upcoming artists. It's the place to go to if you're interested in discovering, you know, fresh and new faces of music in X and Y scene. When they talk about Bloom, also something um, similar, like how we've created a platform for female creative entrepreneurs to thrive you know, practically through our workshops um, and how we've shone a spotlight and introduced um, women to more successful creative women and their stories. Because like I said, it's really important for us across all our platforms just to show how diverse, you know, the offering of success stories that exist is for us to, you know, be a platform for people who are on the come up or who've been doing really great and amazing things. And this goes particularly for Bloom, who've been doing really great and amazing things, but just, you know, we don't know about them. So I think for me, in two to three years' time, if we can meet those objectives, and obviously in a way that produces financial success, in a financially successful way, that's what I'd like. So the last thing I asked Nandi was the two brands that are well-known, these two sets of, of series, the one is the Feel Good series and the other one is Bloom. What does the name Mama Kashaka mean? So the name Mama Kashaka is actually my nickname. I got the nickname in high school and it means Nandi, as in Shaka Zulu's mother's name was Nandi. So, yeah, so that's where the name comes from. And I chose to name the company after me. <laughs> Seems really vague when I put it like that. But really, it's because the whole company is built on building community. And I wanted to, um, and I, it, just, it just felt appropriate that it would be, it would be given a personal yet 
impersonal name because I think it's important that there's still a distance, but it's it's, it's as personal as we're ever going to get, you know, as strangers. Is you're calling me by my nickname, you know, something that I have. I've been termed as affectionately by my close friends. So let's look at the criteria for the naked economy. Okay. Made with love? Absolutely. The sparkle in Nandi's eyes when she talks about empowering new musicians and she talks about inspiring female creative entrepreneurs. She's so sincere. That is so core to why she runs this business that absolutely that box is ticked. I think almost like a sub requirement to Made With Love could be something like when somebody has found, I don't you could word this nicer, but, but when somebody has found their calling, it's like they can dedicate themselves to it wholeheartedly. So it, it's like, it's got to be almost beyond a job or beyond a business because it's got to be about authenticity and about a calling, about a passion that is, yes, is a business, but it's born out of something else. Mm. And I, I think she checks that because she's got, right, she understands the event space, but she wants to deliver something that's really special. Mm. So yeah, she's got my vote. Yeah. Then on finding a better way, I really like how she runs really quality events and the way in which it's organized and the logistics is really first class, but the content is just as important for her. And so I like how she's combined those two almost different disciplines of running an event. It's really clever because usually the creative person that's curating the experience needs to outsource the logistics and that makes it that much more difficult to break even, right? So by doing the logistics and the creative side, she's sort of keeping it in house. So there's, it's like a clever, practical thing that she's doing there. So, yep, she's got my vote on that. And then she's not that extreme in terms of the tech, like some of the other businesses that we featured on The Naked Economy where they've built their own app or... Yeah, but, I mean, I think it checks powered by tech because she uses social media to market. She's using, like she mentioned, Yoko. So she's she's powered by tech in a sense that right, it's not a, the business itself is not a tech business, but she's enabled by this techy world that we're living in now, and and that's like making it much easier for her to run this business. Exactly. Yeah, I was really inspired to to meet Nandi and just to hear her passion for what she does, but also to see how people actually enjoy these events and how that community has grown. If you look at some of the online activity, there's there's so much noise around people that participate in this community and are regular return visitors to either one of those events that I was really impressed. Awesome. Well, should we go check it out? When's the next one? I don't know. You organize it. I'll, uh, I'll ask her for yeah. some tickets. and We can and let's get an Uber van. We can make a day out of it. Good stuff. It's, apparently, it's done. Uh, the, the next Feel Good series is uh, they have a really nice venue in Bromfontein that is worth checking out. So let's, let's okay, get to it. Okay, let's hit it. Maybe we can do right. a team building event. <laughs> Nandi, thanks for chatting to me. And welcome Mama Kashaka to the Naked Economy. Thanks again for this episode being made possible by Naked Insurance. You can get a final car insurance price in 90 seconds, and if you like it, switch immediately. It really is super easy, and I'm very proud of it. Go give it a try.